We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome back to our number two of the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor filling in for the Bruce Hooley. It's an honor to be here with you. Thank you for tuning in to 98.9 FM in Columbus, or maybe you're at 94.5 FM in Dayton. Either way, we're grateful that you're listening to The Answer and that you're with us right now. Jeff Murtal, you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you, sir. Issue one is the topic today, and uh, I have a rock star state representative on the line right now. Her name is Beth Lear. She's a state representative. Uh, I'm going to say stretching from Sunbury, Mount Vernon to Fredericktown. Is that accurate, state representative? Yeah, Sunbury, um, Orange Township. Um, and we've got Western Knox County, Fredericktown to Centerburg. So yeah, a lot of beautiful country and great people. Well, you're a great person and I'm Extremely grateful that you're here. Thanks for carving out time today. I really appreciate it. Um, let well, me start. It's only one of the most important elections <laughs> in our lifetime, right? But seriously, yeah, it, it is. is. So, go ahead. It is. It is. Um, listen, I want to uh, let me tee this up for you. I think it's going to be an easy one. Uh, but I got this question from a listener, and uh, I think she was a little shy, didn't want to call in. If issue one doesn't pass when a, the abortion amendment is up. In November, will it only take 50% plus one to pass? That's the first question. Yes. Yes. Okay. Here's the second question. Then what would it take to reverse it? 50% plus one of those voting. Gotcha. Okay. So there's the question. It's alarming to me sometimes that people don't recognize that part of this is making sure that the threshold is higher to amend the constitution. And I think one of the things they talked about was making sure that the 60% wasn't on the ballot in November with the abortion amendment because if the abortion amendment passed and the 60% passed, in order to rip it down, it would take 60%, which is harder to do. Let me ask you this. That's true. What are you hearing from your constituents in Sunbury, Mount Vernon, and Fredericktown? Well, most of the folks uh, with whom I've spoken are very supportive of the issue. We've got polling that came out on Friday. I mean, polling's all over the place, right, most of the time. But the polls that you can trust, or at least that are most trustworthy, were showing that the issue is neck and neck. Uh, We've had tremendous Republican voter turnout for early voting, which is unheard of in Ohio. So when you see, oh, look at all the Democrats that are voting, they're not very far ahead of Republicans who voted, and it's really very exciting. A couple of points there. Number one, I was I was talking to Bob Clegg about this yesterday. Frank LaRose generally will report early voting mail-in ballots first. And I said, if you see that, you know, 30 to 40 percent margin that you often see, 
we might be in trouble. But what I'm hearing from you is that margin might be a lot smaller tonight at the beginning of reporting. Is that is that what you're seeing? It depends on which county they report first, right? So Franklin County has had lines out the door, out the building and, and down the block. And I don't want people who want to protect the Constitution to get discouraged by that. The press is intentionally reporting it to discourage Republicans from coming out and voting. And so we need to realize that should motivate us. If you haven't gotten to the polls yet, by all means, go, because you have a great chance of making a huge impact on one of the most important issues on which we'll ever vote. Opponents and proponents to the issue have poured in $11 million to market their respective positions down the stretch into today. That in itself says to me that the race is close and affirms what you said, much closer than the lopsided USA Today poll that showed a wide margin for the opposition. Uh, What's more likely accurate is the poll that came out from Ohio Northern University that actually showed yes up 42 to 41. State Representative Lear, if you had to guess, what's your gut instinct on how this is going to go tonight? Well, I'm not a gambler, but I can tell you that I have a lot of hope just because of the numbers I've seen. When the opposition works so hard, when they deface your signs, when they steal the large three-by-five signs, and when they burn your signs to the ground, you know that they are very, very worried. And it's good when the far left is worried. That means we've got them on the run, so we just need to make sure that we pull it out. A lot of times people who favor something, they have a reason, and then they'll flesh out the skeleton of that reason with with other, you know, supporting arguments. State Representative, why is this important to you? Why does issue one matter at the the core of who you are? Why does this matter? It matters to me because as I did my research on this issue and dug into my history – We are a republic, not a democracy. We want the minority to have a say. That's the reason that we have an electoral college at the federal level. That's the reason at the state level that the Constitution should be more difficult to change than the laws in our revised code should be. And that's why 50% plus one of who's voting which will never be 50% of all Ohioans, we're lucky to get 50% of registered voters to the polls. Mm -hmm. But that small group of people should not be making decisions to change our Second Amendment, to take away parent rights, to increase our um, mandatory minimum wage, to put small business out of business, should not be allowed to take away the rights of family farms to farm the way they have for 100 years or more, These are the issues that are nearest and dearest to my heart. Thank you for sharing that. And I concur with you. You know, I'm, (laughs) I don't try to be deceptive. I am who I am. And some people think that that jades my reporting. It doesn't, but I I let people know how I feel. And I, I agree with you. One of the things that concerns me, Representative Lear, as I think about one of the objections to this amendment is the idea that everything has to be constitutional. Abortion is probably the issue of our time, and I think it deserves the legislative process. I don't think it deserves a half-baked amendment that gets marketed as something that it's not. 
that the press carries the water for. I think it should go through opponent and proponent testimony. I think it should go through discussion on the floor. I think it should require recorded votes from lawmakers. And I think the same holds true for some other things. How do you feel about that? Jack, you've hit the nail on the head. One of the issues that's so deceptive by the opponents is their claim that it's taking away the voice of the people and that it's um, ensconcing all this power down at the legislature. The legislature is voted on by the people. There's a reason 67 out of the 99 state representatives are Republicans. And it's not because of gerrymandering. It's because Ohio is overwhelmingly red. The only place where the leftist elitists can manipulate our laws is in our Constitution. And we definitely do not want to give them that power because they lie. So all they need is good, slick marketing and people to knock on doors who are going to tell outright lies to try to change our Constitution, as opposed to exactly the process you laid out. How important is it to have public hearings, to have the people have a chance to come in and ask questions, give their opinion, share their data, and to have recorded votes so then the people in the district can decide if they like how that representative voted or not. That is so important, and that's one of the things we're giving up if we do not pass issue one today. I shudder every time I hear, you know, one person, one vote. The people who oppose issue one didn't want voters to decide. I'm old enough to remember the floor vote in the state house, and as soon as that passed, you you heard the refrain, one person, one vote. Guess what? When people go to the polls today, one person gets one vote, and one point goes toward the tally. What a misnomer. The Ohio Democratic Party, the ACLU, Planned Parenthood, League of Women Voters, NAACP, some teachers unions. Uh, let's see. Who else am I missing? Uh, Communist Party Nancy of Ohio. Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. Gavin Newsom. These are all people who oppose issue one. What does that say to you? That tells me that we're on the right side. <laughs> Touche. Hey, uh, one other question. Let me let me take a look at the clock here and make sure I have time for it. Yeah, we, we've got about 30 seconds here. Let me ask this. Um, are there any unintended consequences? Sometimes, you know, you get so foolhardy to do something that you do it, and then afterwards you go, oh, my gosh, I didn't think about it. Are there, are there any unintended negative consequences for, for passing issue one today? Unintended negative? No. But it does mean if we pass this, that everyone will be treated equally under the law. So conservative issues will also have to go through 88 counties and a 60% threshold, just like liberal issues, because conservatives and Republicans believe in equal treatment under the law. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Parents' rights, gun control, abortion, those are all issues. If the threshold is at 50%, could also go to the Constitution in a state that has a Republican trifecta. I don't think the left has thought that out very well, Representative Lear. Thank you for your time today. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Jack. Hey, on the other side of this break, come on back to The Bruce Woolley Show. I love bumper music. I'm over here reading, doing some more research, and I hear the bump, bump. I'm like, hey, it's, it's time to get back on air. That's why I appreciate Jeff Murtal. He is on top of it. Thank you, sir. You're doing a fantastic job. Thank you for tuning into the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer in Columbus, 94.5 FM in Dayton. 
ripped from the headlines. Did you catch this on the OhioPressNetwork.com? House chairman accuses FBI of lying about social media contacts involving Hunter Biden's laptop. That chairman is Jim Jordan. He publishes documents, he says, contradict testimony of FBI agent Elvis Chan. Jordan released new evidence on Monday that he said shows the FBI lied about meeting with big tech companies before the 2020 election to discuss Hunter Biden's laptop. A story that you'll remember, social media companies were censoring left and right. And if you talked about it, they were calling you a conspiracist. The FBI lied about meeting with big tech regarding New York Post's Hunter Biden laptop story, Jordan wrote on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter. Sidebar, by the way, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are going to duke it out. It's like Mike Anderson and Jose Ramirez, but it's sanctioned. You can pay for it. Money's going to go to charity. Are you going to watch it? I think I would pay money. Would you, Jeff? Would you Would you pay some dollars? Maybe he's going to, yeah, maybe. All right, I digress. Uh, Jordan published documents showing the FBI's comments on the Hunter Biden story when it first broke and how FBI Special Agent Elvis Chan testified about his meetings with Facebook representatives. Chan and Foreign Influence Task Force Section Chief Laura Demlow met with Facebook on October 14th, 2020, the day the New York Post published its story on the Hunter Biden laptop. Demlo met with both Twitter and Facebook that day. At this time, the FBI had the laptop in its possession and knew it was real, Jordan said. Of course they did. Documents published by Jordan show that when Twitter representative at representatives asked whether the story was real, an FBI agent said yes. But then... An FBI lawyer jumped in, cutting him off. No further comment. Demlo then said the FBI held emergency deliberations on how to respond to the question going forward. When the Facebook meeting was held later in the day, the FBI simply said no comment. When asked whether I'm chuckling, I shouldn't be I'm chuckling because I'm frustrated. When asked whether the Hunter Biden story was factual. Twitter and Facebook. Ben censored the story. You remember that. I do. In November 2022, though, Chan testified in a censorship lawsuit brought by the states of Missouri and Louisiana against the Biden administration that he was, quote, confident he was not part of any meetings with big tech other than the one with Facebook on October 14th, 2020. However, Jordan, with receipts, published an internal Facebook document showing that Chan had a, quote, follow-up call with social media platform on October 15th, the next day, 2020, one day after the initial meeting. Additionally, Chan testified that he, quote, had no internal knowledge of his agency's investigation of Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh-oh. However, Facebook employees, uh, actually one employee who's a former FBI agent, wrote on October 15th that, quote, Chan advised that he was up to speed on the current state of the matter within the FBI, according to messages published by Congressman Jordan. That seems to contradict the I have no internal knowledge statement from Chan. Our investigation remains ongoing and we will continue to update the public with our findings as we prepare and consider legislation 
to fight the censorship industrial complex and protect the First Amendment, Jordan pledged. Quite interesting, isn't it? First Amendment should matter. Doesn't appear that it does. Bernie Marino and Carrie Lake were together yesterday in Ohio. Why is that? It's because I, I think my, my talks with a, a state house insider produced this, that it will take about 2.3 million Ohioans to turn out, meaning about 1.6 million voters would have to go to the polls today because about 700,000 early votes have already been recorded. About 2.3 million votes need to be cast for the yes side to win on issue one. So Bernie Marino, Carrie Lake on Monday were in, uh, let's see, Parma. The event was actually sponsored by Strongsville Republicans, but it was in Parma, Ohio. And uh, according to Marino, there's a lot at stake today and it's critical to overwhelm the ballot box. He said, what's at stake? The extreme left has an imagination that none of us could ever contemplate because if we were talking about men playing women's sports or mutilating small children five years ago it would have seemed crazy bernie it seems crazy today my friend so we don't have any idea what they have in mind for five years from now so what's important today is really all of this you know you're going to vote yes on issue one we have to overwhelm the ballot box tomorrow now according to lake Ohio State Issue 1 is critical to protect the state constitution from special interest groups, which is what we've been talking about all morning. She noted that the same thing is happening in Arizona, where special interest groups want to force an issue on the state and change the constitution. How long? Forever. That's how this works. It gets changed forever. Once it's in the constitution, you don't just pass a law in the state house to undo it. Why? Because the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, which is why it should be harder to amend, which is why other than spending bills in the General Assembly, it takes a bare majority of 50% plus one. Issue one is important. These outside groups are doing the same thing in Arizona. They come in, billionaires from California and Ohio, by the way, it's billionaires from Sweden, and they decide on some pet project that they want to force on people. They run a bunch of slick ads and then they change our constitution forever. And sometimes we need to see it coming. Now, thankfully, we're rising up to it. And here in Ohio, they've got issue one. And I think it's really critical that we get out and vote. I couldn't agree more, Carrie Lake. Get out and vote if you haven't already. Stay tuned for another segment of the Bruce Willis Show on the other side of this break. 